Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I have. I've hit the button. Jules Gill, I've hit the button. You, that voice is very offensive to uh, my people of Somerset. Uh, I feel <laughs> oh, yeah, like you really... I'm, I'm doing it with love, Jules. I love I know, it. I know you are, mate. Oh, you know, you, you haven't scrubbed <laughs> my apples. I'll tell you that. But I'll tell you what, if you want to go real Somerset, you go... <laughs> and, and if you said yes to that, you'd have owed me three sheep and two cattle. Brilliant. And three turnips. That's the everybody and their mums is packing around here. Just trying to <laughs> translate the, uh, the, <laughs> the language. Um, but yes, welcome to the Untitled Banter podcast, or also the UBP. 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 It is one to shout out. I should also mention I'm Scott Taylor for joined by Jules Gill. Hello, Jules. And um, I did want to shout out that I was looking at um, the, the distribution of our listenership around the world. And I just want to right. shout out a few different countries because this is pretty insane. Um, we're reaching. Wait, sorry. Sorry. But, people beyond Newcastle listen to us. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. This is what blew my mind. Um, so shout out to the Gaon Gang worldwide. Hopefully everyone else has got that. Gaon Gang. Gaon Gang uh, worldwide. Because we have listeners in Canada, the US, obviously the UK as well. But then massive shout outs to Sweden, Germany, France, South Africa, Australia, Argentina, Chile, Brazil, South Korea. And Japan and many others. Also, there was like a bunch of people in Myanmar just sort of taking some time what? off. Just <laughs> listening. So I hope you've all got your gowns on. And uh, and thank you very much for you know, I don't know, keeping up with this particular thread of banter. They've got their gowns on, they've got their marmite and chili uh, sandwiches <laughs> on the side, and they've got the amazing uh UBP UBD um <laughs> untitled oh, banter cocktail. drink I cocktail. cocktail. I what a combination. Uh, you would feel sick if you drank and ate all of that together. I, yes. I can't recommend it. I'd have to assume. <laughs> but I like the idea that we've uh, we're reaching, I don't know, like around the world in so many different ways. Um but yeah, we've also got um, it is nuts. This, yeah. So this every week we uh, also collate all your questions and stuff. But I thought we'd do something a little bit different for this week. Um, and I mentioned this last Friday because we get tons of questions submitted, thankfully, which is brilliant. Um, but a lot of them end up in the take trough and sort of yep. get passed on week to week. And I highlight different ones. But I thought for just one week, why not go back to the the overflow as it is? Because um, there's <laughs> lots of great stuff in here, and um, yeah, and I sure. want to sort of pick from that. So I've just we didn't do a question uh, tweet this week because I thought there was a lot of awesome stuff to pick from. And mm-hmm. um, before we do questions, though, I want to ask you, Mr. Jules. What did you think of the Mortal Kombat trailer, if you've seen it? Right, okay. There is so much 
banter going on yeah. in that trailer. I love it. It's um, at once looks like it's the most high end that a video game has been for quite a while in terms of production values. But mm. also, it's, there's some bits in it that are so corny <laughs> and over the top. I'm just like, oh, they get this. They might actually yeah. understand the source material of Mortal Kombat. It's not one that takes itself too seriously. Mm -hmm. So it was a bit like I was amazed when I saw Sub-Zero freeze uh, Scorpion's blood into a dagger and then yes. stab him. I was, I was like, that's a sick thing that I can genuinely say that I've not seen outside of the game in any other no. movie. So fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then to counterbalance that, you had the fight between um, uh, Kano and um, Reptile yep. in the sort of lab. And it just like, we freeze framed it. And it just looked like, <laughs> it was like the cheesiest B-movie shot so ever. You basically it, got like an Australian punching a guy in like a bodysuit. It looked like it was the um, the first monster that Captain Kirk fights. Oh God, That should have been the music for it. I wonder if that's like a callback to like Puppet Goro from 1995. Because I, I just rewatched oh. the 1995 one last night. Is he, like, was he clay motion? Claymation? No, he was like a. Um, it was a whole thing about how they got him to. It's like a costume that, like, I think that uh, some dude was playing his legs, and then there was a bunch <laughs> of other like strings and poles moving his arms. So, sorry, I'm just I'm, I'm losing <laughs> it on you. Oh yeah, you can you can find my IMDP page. Uh, I played uh, Goro's legs. <laughs> <laughs> Left leg and right leg, just yeah. figure it to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, they like it was a whole. They, they cut every two seconds around him, which I know is rewatching it because obviously they can only set up a shot for like one punch from goro and then cut and now he moves yeah. and then cut because goro in the new one is like all cg um and he looks brilliant i think the whole honestly yeah, the whole thing good. i think it looks phenomenal like oh my god i just we did me and josh did the reaction thing last night i've just filmed a details you missed thing and i just yeah. like you said the blood dagger was badass all the costumes look incredible I just is this is this the turning point? Like we sort of said, Sonic no, the Hedgehog no, and Detective what? Pikachu is this it, Jules? Is this don't, it? don't don't get your hopes up because I feel like they're this all the is way up. Gonna, oh, this is the problem. We all know <laughs> deep down that this is not going to be the movie that changes the fate of um, oh. video game adaptations. It's just not going to be like be. even if if they if they lean really heavily into the law, then yep. they're going to alienate a load of people who just want the blood and violence. And if they go just into the blood and violence, they're going to basically just come across as a shallow film. I do hmm. not look looking at this from the outset. I can safely say, hand on heart, that this will probably, at least hopefully, be better than that god-awful Dragon Ball Z movie that we got. Yes. Well, that's it. yeah, there's there's certain things that it has to be better than, like better than Dragon Ball, better than Avatar. Um, like I think the Dead or Alive one? The dead, better than the Dead or Alive movie. And I mean, I love Dead or Alive back in on the PS2 enough that I could get through that movie. But I think this one, MK, seems like it has a lot of promise. And they do, like the like I said, the costumes are spot on. Mm -hmm. All the little references, like, oh, that's Outworld. And that in the background, oh, it seems like Cole Young is like that weird plaque thing in the middle. It's a whole thing. Um, I I felt I felt pretty sorry for, for um for Jack's arms. What? Like when he's better arms. Yeah, but you saw him getting frozen off, and I was like, that is. <laughs> Oh, ow. I, I love, I absolutely, I just love the fact that they opened on that. Like, I mean, I Jax has lost his arms like three different ways. And then it was like, how are they going to get lost this time? Oh, Sub-Zero <laughs> steals his arms. And uh, I'm pretty game for that. Um, but yeah, I wanted to just check in with Mortal Kombat because that is the big talking point this week. Um, next, well, first question from Danny Edwards. Okay. If you were a Dark Souls boss, what kind of theme would you have and what would be your weakness? <laughs> That's, that's a, that is a brilliant question. Because I think I'd be a mono, I'd be like a monologuer where you just you can't get to me because I've got shields. I've got some sort of radial thing that you need to get to me and expose the truth. What if it's like you you know um the Crash Bandicoot three battle against Dingo Dial? <laughs> yeah. Right. Bear with me. Imagine that. You know he brings the glaciers down and you have to like fight your way through. Yeah. 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 You've yep. got barriers, but they're made of words, or they're like giant <laughs> um 
like scriptures uh, written on t- uh, on um, what are they called? Um, you know, like the Ten Commandments on the like stone tablets. Oh yeah, like a big, the yeah, big tablet. Drop down, and they've got your <laughs> takes on them, and they slam into you. Like it just says GTA Five wasn't all that. What? And then there's like ten yeah. more just keep coming down. And it's just like battering you with these. Like, it's like oh god, oh, no man's sky was always good. Ah, it, no. it totally was. Oh, that's that's my that's the thing. You think I'm done, and then that's my like second form. That's my that's you. you that's my trap card saying no man's no, sky was never it, good. It gets to your second phase, right? And all of the crumbled like um, remains of the tablets that the players had to smash through, right? They build this massive mountain, and it becomes the hill that you died on. <laughs> Wait, there I mean, you that, go, mate. I'd go out in style. I think for yours, my mind just goes to the giant egg from Link's Awakening, but I don't yeah, know if that's yeah, no, the direction it's, it's, you want to go to be a giant invincible I, egg. Because I've got like such a big mouth, and I don't stop talking. I reckon <laughs> I'd have something to do with like a massive mouth that bites you, or like fires like chittering sort of like things like like one of like those little clapper teeth, teeth. yeah totally. yeah i mean maybe i would be oh, I'll take, no, I, I know what i'd be Go on. i'd be um i'd be a frail weak old egg right you know like the last monk who's on his chair and he's got like the big turban right. and, and the turban then becomes like the boss like that you fight in uh demons it's souls. got a fist on the end of it yeah well, I would be like that, but a giant dragon would come down and be like that's my egg and he'd have a northern <laughs> voice and he'd be like oh get off my boy he's, he's got he's up. got takes to give he's got content to make you can't have my boy he's got he's got yeah you can't job. have that you can't <laughs> have my boy i like the idea of uh yeah dark souls themed stuff i feel like dark souls has run its course but if they got more inventive with the bosses of this era then maybe it's it's a tough one because um i was watching a fantastic breakdown video in defense of dark souls 2 because this is the thing <laughs> i don't know if you're the same as me if i find that I hate a game, if I mm-hmm. dislike something, I'll go and find um, people who really like it and watch right. and see if I can understand their Yeah, like, well, yeah, what did you I, get out of this? Because I don't, I don't like carrying around that sort of negative energy towards a game, just being like, you know, there are some games out there that are trash. We all yes. universally agree that they're trash, but yeah. there are some that like really divide people and I want to understand what they got out of it that I Same. clearly didn't. And one of my biggest complaints was is that Dark Souls 2 had way too much of a reliance over um, enemies and big, uh, big dudes in armor. And oh, okay. um, the uh, critique, I think it was H Bomber guy. I think that was who mm. it was. Um, he said that those battles that you have, the best battles that you have in Dark Souls boss battles, are one-on-one duels, totally. and they tend to be against humanoid enemies wearing mm. armor. And then I was like, oh, actually, he's totally right. Like yeah. Dark Souls Two plays on that strength. It's just a shame it doesn't give us much difference in between them. It's weird because like the, I, I, in that to that token, like I feel like that's what they embrace with Sekiro. Just like kind of like we're gonna give you this perfect parry mechanic, and then you can have these really really lightning fast one to one duels. Um, which like yeah, I, I kind of think that too. It's weird. I always get the most anxious when I'm fighting a one on one, like a, yeah, a human too. creature, because I'm like they can match my movements one to one. I can't turtle around them. I can't dodge these bigger swings and stuff. Um, but yeah, I would totally back that. Um, next question from Rize slash Arcade Mike. Uh, what is our go to hey. comfort food meal? and or recipe Ooh. a rice pan meal would be my shout i feel like it took me 30 plus years to realize that you can just buy pan meals and they're really good i reckon when, when you say we say rice pan meals yep. elaborate on this because at the moment like, you've just you've just got your basa- uh, basmati rice in the pan <laughs> what goes on it oh it's like, well you buy like a, you buy like a whole pack i feel like we should be sponsored by el paso because i feel like i find <laughs> i bring them up every now and then uh, but we totally yeah oh, we get wait. these like you know, the yeah, rice, you know what I mean? It's like a rice pan thing. It gives you the rice, it gives you the sauce, gives you the cooking powder, and you just you just you do the chicken, the little fricassee with the chicken, and then you just cover it in the stuff, and then you leave it for ten minutes, and it's it's beautiful. It's done. Yeah, that is. It's yeah. like it's um like it's a ready-made meal that you actually make ready. 
It's it's the right yeah it's the right it's the right ratio of like what I, what I have to bring to the table literally versus how much is prepared for me because yeah. I don't I can't make the thing from scratch I'm gonna need you to prepare the powders and then just I'll go from there. See, I absolutely love cooking. I um I mm. cook every single meal for me and Kerry just because of the fact that I, I enjoy being in the kitchen quite a right. lot and just making stuff. Um, Real world crafting. If, if I was like one of my favorite meals my go-to meal is always going to be like a hearty bowl of like five bean chili i absolutely love chili i just think that it's like so it's making my mouth water just talking about it (laughs) but if i was going to go for like my meal that i make that i don't make that often Mm. but i love more than anything it's a moussaka just oh shout perfect perfect stuff i would say for both of ours that we need uh, well for me at least i need i need a bread accompaniment i need i need garlic bread I need some Mate, sort of you and Kerry that right. exact same. Where's yeah. my sides? Where's yeah, my totally. sides? Is, is the exact chance you're not that I one hear of those main house. only people? Like, oh, it's no, enough for just not, the main. No, 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 I'm not a main only person, but I can definitely <laughs> get away with having like less sides. Like, I'm just like, oh yeah, you give me like this lasagna, I'll take a side salad or something with it. Right, right. But it's like chips, garlic bread, I was beans. Said, I'm just you said like chips weirdly there. You pronounced it as side salad. It's, <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> chips, pal. Lasagna and chips is the way. Um, next question from Nado King: Which video game boss slash a Achievement broke you. Very big fan oh, of it. I can throw uh, one in actually because I just, I just, I hadn't been playing uh, the Neo games in a long time, and I got back into. Well, I got Neo too because they did the 120 frames a second upgrade thing, and I yeah. was like, well, I need to put this over a grand TV to some use, so I'll, I'll get Neo two and put it on 120 FPS. I cannot be, and I've only done it last night five times, died every time. The first, the, it's the second enemy. It's not even a boss really. I think it's meant to be a mini boss, but like you right. fight like a little dude, and then you fight a big, a big bull lad. Um, called like Gazuki or something or, or, or Gokizu or something. And he just comes at you and he just kills you. And I can't, I can't, I can't beat him. And I can tell what they're doing. I can tell it's a Soulsborne and they're all like, oh, you know, hey, lol, we'll give you an impossible thing straight away. But I can't, I mean, I just died and I was like, oh, I, it's this feeling again. And I thought it would go a little bit longer before I got that feeling. No, Never. first 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Never have I met a man who realizes what he does not like about a video game and yet plays so many video games that actually exemplify I've that got to very point. Into it. Well, to be fair, I love Dark Souls. Like Dark Souls 1 mm-hmm. is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and I love 3 as well. That's like right up there. But the rest, yeah. like, no. I, just, I, I keep trying them, but it's just nothing gets up there. The Surge 2 got pretty close. But um, I need to play uh, the search. You've recommended this quite a lot, actually, yeah. and I would be up for giving it a go. It's just because the the uh, what do you call the devs? They're called like I think it's Deck Thirteen. Um, mm-hmm. They I like the I like their way of approaching the Souls formula, where they think of it like mechanically, and it's like because they had it with Lords of the Fallen, where if you don't use the bonfire checkpoint, then you get an XP doubler, and then it's like if you can survive longer and go That's to the next clever. one, then you bank even more, and like the more you kill, but obviously if you die, then you lose even more, and you haven't even got a checkpoint. Yeah. So I like that. And then in the Surge, um, they have a whole crafting system based around like which limb or like a head or an armor part you you um shear off. Off one of the enemies so oh, if you're cool. trying to get like better leg armor then you just target legs because there's a whole targeting system you just target legs and just go for the legs over and over again get a bunch of leg crafting components and build a better thing and That's i love awesome. that they have it's great like honestly the, the, having them be this sort of like you know uh, they're obviously they're cribbing a lot from the souls formula but they're like oh wouldn't it be cool if it had this wouldn't it be cool if this was the checkpoint system and i feel mm. like they don't get enough due because it's just like oh it's just dark souls with a cyberpunk skin and it's not like they there's a lot of really cool neat little uh, mechanics in there um, and the targeting thing is just badass plus there's fatalities in it like you can just if you target a dude's head and he's weak you just lop his head off or you lop his arm off or you do some cool little spin that ends with their limb flying past the camera in slow motion <laughs> so big fun that does sound really cool actually um i think that my 
boss that I that broke me or achievement that I was trying to get. Mm. It's uh, there's two. Uh, one is trying to beat uh, Sigrun from God of War. Oh, man, oh god, that, the that final me, one. Yeah, that took me so long. I to never do. actually beat that. It's, do you know what? I don't blame you, and I don't blame <laughs> anyone who walked away from that fight because it's not a case of um, the the boss being like bullcrap or like mm. just unfair. It is incredibly fair because what the um, Valkyries have been doing is that they've been teaching you one specific reaction to one or two specific moves yeah. in each and every fight. The problem is, is that Sigrun just has all of them and will not telegraph what she's <laughs> about to do before she does it. And I'm like, this is the perfect encapsulation of what the game has been teaching you, but it is just so unrelenting. Yeah. Like you need to have a perfect run. And I know that there are people <laughs> out there that can like absolutely cheese this boss and credit to them. But I wasn't able to get into that swing of doing it. It took me absolutely ages. Maybe like um, I'd say four nights after work, getting home at say 6 p.m. until maybe 10 p.m. Right. And it's just nearly an entire over week. And over. Like just, just dying over and just having to take a break and just being like, oh, my I can't. Thing I can't. And coming with, back to, oh. Yeah, my thing with like, because with, the, the thing with Sigrun is this is kind of one of my rules. Well, not a rule, but like something that always gets to me in games is like if I'm being beaten and uh, and the, the boss animation, the enemy animation is like unrelentingly in my face, just mm. getting the ground and argh, like after a while, I'm like, oh God, I just, I need to just get away from this for a bit because Sigrun has that animation where she lands on you like foot first and just kicks you in the face over yeah, and over again. Yeah. And I'm just sort of like, I, I know I'm losing game, but I don't need you to just make me a <laughs> To literally case. rub my face in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, I don't know. It's one of those things. I just remember... Uh, because I'm playing a lot of Mortal Kombat at the minute, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it reminds me of people who play Jax online because they uh, use an ability where loads of his attack strings can end in a grapple that just pounds you into the ground. It's the same like four moves, oh, four punches. Man. So it's always like ba 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 ba, and then ba 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 yeah, eventually I got the better of her though. Perseverance paid off in the end, but it was basically like the game telling you, you have to have a perfect run. Yeah, so like, kind of, cool. yeah. Um, I need to get back to that. To be Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that 
with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. The next question are from Mark Poyne. Any games you bought only for the price to drop almost immediately? Oh, so many. Actually, yeah. like um, we, we're lucky in the sense that because of the job that we have, uh, we get sent a lot of um, games to review mm-hmm. um, or like pre preview them. So uh, my cost of video games has gone down exponentially since starting <laughs> What Culture. But before yeah. then, every single bloody game I bought seemed to go on sale the next week. And it was mainly because of the fact that I was like, let, I had I had no disposable income whatsoever right. for the first like 23 years of my life. But I was so invested into video games that I would work and save everything I had to buy the next release. And that's why the gut punch of saying going in and like buying Final Fantasy VIII mm-hmm. only because it taken me months to scrounge the money together to pay for it, only for then it to go into like the platinum range on the PS1 right. like a week later. I was like. Are you kidding me? This is now tw- this is now literally half price. Like, ah. Oh. <laughs> the thing that with me is like I like yeah we get we get sent like a lot of the the bigger games. Are those, those are the ones that we choose to cover on the site. But for me, I've got to play everything. It's me. I know it's you an do, illness. man. And so like, I just got, I, I love Wreckfest. I love Dirt 5. Both of them I enjoyed. I think it, I think I played Wreckfest over Christmas, Times of Fat Circle, mm-hmm. but it was recently. And then both of those games, Wreckfest and Dirt 5, are both on this month's Games for Go- Game, um, yeah. Game Pass thing. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I just I just bought them. I just got Dirt 5 <laughs> for like £50 or whatever it was. Um, and now it's on the free thing. And I think, I don't know whether any like Xbox or PlayStation uh, or maybe Nintendo, if they eventually do it, would flag which games are about to be added because that would tank the sales of those games. In the oh, pre- yeah, totally. Wouldn't whatever would that time that. would. Yeah. So like, I guess going forward, it's always going to be, hey, I just got that and now it's free. That's just kind of the way that we're going to... The yeah. way it's gonna go. I mean, it would be lovely if there was like a um like a week or so period that if you had bought the game, say three to four days before it went mm. into the sale, they would apply that back right. to you afterwards into credit so that mm. you on the store. So you'd still end up spending that amount of money, but it just <laughs> wouldn't be overall on one game. That would be fairer. That would also require them to be nice and not yeah, take the not gonna price. happen then, is it? I, not just, gonna <laughs> <laughs> I just think that like, yeah, there's so many of us that have that issue, especially with Game Pass things rotating every like mm-hmm. few months and games with gold and whatever else. 
Um, next question from Andy. In a parallel universe where the disc expansion for the N64 has been successfully released, which next game, which next gen console would you now have at home and which game would be your favorite game? So if you don't know anyone at home or around the world, um, this is initially when Nintendo and Sony were one and the uh, there was a Nintendo 64 expansion um, that was going to have a disc on it. Um, and apparently they couldn't agree on how to split the revenue um, at retail. And so Sony said, oh, I'll do it myself then. And they just <laughs> left and made the Sony PlayStation and left the cartridges to one side. And that was, they split. But initially, you can still find it. There's images and everything else of this N64. There's, there there is one drive. working prototype yes. out there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, well, yeah, one guy reckoned he found it. Benji never believed him. Who like Benji who writes for us and who is with us. Yeah. Uh, never believed him. He was like, it's too rare. It doesn't make sense. Um, but apparently there is a working prototype, which has since been proven if you believe it. Um, but yeah, the point being that they were once one. And I guess if there was a disc-based N64, then that would become the dominant console of the 90s. You wouldn't have yeah. a PlayStation. Um, Ken Kutaragi would still be working at Nintendo. And so... I don't know, like Ocarina of Time would, well, sorry, Zelda would be even bigger. I don't know what Nintendo franchise hasn't been capitalized on, really. I'm so Metro, confused by by what. Uh, so is the question <laughs> asking us, like in this alternate timeline, yes. what we'd be playing now if yes. that was successful? Pretty much wipe, wipe out the PlayStation, wipe out the PS2. Oh and you've God, got so many all games. Those, what, like, basically, what would Nintendo do with a disc-based system? And then in that timeline across the 2000s, I guess they would, the GameCube would be a hell of a lot bigger. <clears throat> yeah, more of a game rectangle, and then like in terms, I mean, I don't mean literally. It would be literally bigger, but it would be bigger in terms of how much it's sold, well, and all those franchises <laughs> would be even bigger. The problem is, is that Nintendo really only has the first-party titles. Yeah. Like that's what everyone buys them for, and they drill down into them so much already. <laughs> it's hard to like. What would they add? Like a sixth title to their five games of Doom? Like that would be a shout. Actually, they would have more new IP because in the yeah. last sort of twenty years, they've only really birthed um, Splatoon. I guess Pikmin as well, but it's they're very rarely doing new IP. There's actually a bit of a worry because mm. if the one thing that people often forget about the Wii is that that uh, console had a an absolutely abysmal content um, like uh, regulation program. Like, right. There were so many shovelware games. For oh that, yeah, yeah. And Nintendo didn't care. They were just no. like, get as many games on this platform as possible. We do not care, brother. They can be absolute <laughs> tosh, but just get them out the door. And that worries me because if they didn't have any direct competition and they just were like, yeah, cool, we'll develop any idea, then we might end uh, have ended up if this alternate timeline is to be believed mm -hmm. with a a repeat of the Atari mistake where oh they God, didn't where they put just, any regulation on their Atari 2600. mad. Yeah, and bombed the market. So <laughs> Nintendo might have actually bombed them. We might even not even be sitting here playing a console. We might be sitting here thinking, God. what the hell's a console? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, we don't even need another generation because there's <laughs> yeah. one system for everybody and that's yeah. no, it. The, the only console that survived was the Virtua Boy. <laughs> just, we're all sitting there just that's like, your thing. help me. That's totally your thing. Where it's the, yeah, the newest version of virtual reality is rooted through the Virtual Boy. So everything's in red. <laughs> Because that that took off. <laughs> we never just, you had, we never. Everyone's away. got like um slight lacerations around their eyes, where it's like <laughs> a, like sort of unholy pentagram has been scored into one. their face by the Virtua Boys' unholy <laughs> visuals. Oh god. So yeah, I think in, yeah, in an alternate universe, you wouldn't get the vast majority of your favorite titles outside Nintendo, and I don't know what they'd be doing to this day, other than just reselling you another version of Mario sixty four. At least it would <laughs> run faster or something. 
Um, <laughs> so not to worry. Great um, question though. I like that yeah. sort of like, sort of like out there thinking. No, right? totally. The, the system itself is like, looks brilliant as well. It was just like, it's like a weird hybrid of stuff, especially looking mm. back at it. Um, next question from White Morgan Freeman. Hell of a name, but you know, just, you got to just go with it. Um, <laughs> if you could free one developer from the umbrella of EA or Activision, which one would it be? They would say respawn and let Titan fall off, get off the ground again. I think that you and I are both in agreement as Criterion. Oh, like it's, it, it, it's it like it's got to be it the amount criterion. of times that we talk about how good Burnout is. Like, yep. imagine having them free reign, getting to make Paradise Two. Like, ah, oh, I tell oh, you what, as well. Ah, oh, yeah. see, do we 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 differ on this because I'm Burnout Three man. I'd even take Burnout I know Revenge you over I know. Burnout Paradise. But um, the Paradise was bloody good though. Paradise was solid, but I just, I don't know, every race is the same. Like, it's like you go over there and it's like race back over there and then you go there. Yeah, and no, race no, back no, over no, there. I can understand that. I just, I just want the race. I want the arcade menus. But um, mm. he mentioned Activision as well. I would free up Raven because Raven did Marvel Ultimate Alliance. They did Singularity. Um, they were just such a great, like, they did X2 Wolverine's Revenge, I think, back in the day. Um, and they were just such a great, like, really good, reliable studio. And then they got snatched up by Activision and they've just been working in the Call of Duty mines for the last sort of 10 years. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm trying to think of um, anyone from Activision that I would... I can't remember who's under their umbrella at the moment. Well, see, I'll probably free up Bungie, but I don't know what I would get them to do because now they're... Well, I guess they've gone independent, so they're not they're not even owed to them anymore. But the EA <laughs> stuff is more um, more sort of... Uh, all their claws are in on stuff because they just bought Codemasters as well. So oh, like, yeah, all the yeah. uh, F1 games and Dirt and Grid, they're all going to be under EA. So but, um, what, are, what are Maxis doing at the moment? Uh, Sims... Assume it oh, no, no, they can stay with them. <laughs> Sims is just a DLC first. It's been ages since there's been a numbered Sims game. But um, yeah, I think freeing title, freeing studios from EA feels like a more worthwhile thing, even though Activision, what even is Activision doing at this point other than making the same two titles every year, year in, year out? I'm just looking at them now. So it's like, obviously, uh, if we free Bioware, we probably... Oh, yeah. mm, mm. I don't know, man. I'm, I might have to rethink re, uh, my... Bioware's um, biggest problem is internally, like it is it is EA knocking on the door saying, where's your microtransaction storefront? But I also mm. think Bioware, when they, even when they're left to their own devices, are, have not delivered since 2010. So like since Mass Effect 2. And like they, there was a brilliant interview over, uh, I think it was on The Gamer, um, talking to ex-Bioware devs about how much of Mass Effect 3 was made up as they went along. And how they didn't, it they didn't shows. actually, it totally shows retrospectively, yeah. yeah. And uh, and yeah, that, that's a really interesting thing where even when they were, most of that team was still together, Casey Hudson was still there and Drew Carpenter yep. and everything else, and they still couldn't get it to work. So I, I don't know, I, part of me hates the fact that I think that Bioware is done, but I think that might just be mm. the reality of it at this point. Yeah, I mean, there is something to be said about championing old studios that haven't had a hit in a while, um, mm. because it's like, yes, they were good, but we should always judge people on their current output, not mm -hmm. on the uh, trading on their past, because you end up with horribly um, smug and self-entitled moments. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've seen this new or new-ish Atari thing where they put out a advert asking, mm. telling people that Roller Coaster Tycoon was coming back. And it was, um, so it starts off with this guy just going, Hey, I'm Todd from Atari. You might have heard of us. I'm and it's just kind of like, Timothy get, Atari. Get, oh, just get in the bin, Todd. <laughs> and the, then he went on like two sentences later to say, oh yeah, uh, we're looking for this to be self-funded by you, the public. And it's not like, Atari- You are you, Atari, yeah. Yeah, apparently we should have heard of you. Apparently you should be making <laughs> millions, but no, you want my money? Yeah, so I feel like you run the risk of like, 
if we freed up Bioware and they just mm. ended up churning out duds? We were just like, well, that was a waste, wasn't it? I'll tell you what, I've got, a, I've got a proposal. Do you think if Criterion were made free, but they got to keep the burnout IP, do you think mm-hmm. the best way to revitalize that IP is actually to make something like an arcade-based burnout free and have microtransactions and have all that stuff, but it's it's free entry because it's the gameplay that's going to sell it. And most people, most younger folk haven't even heard of burnout. If you did it in a freemium model where you mm. gave maybe the car crashes, uh, sorry, the, um, the, the that little car crash simulator mini yeah, game and maybe yeah. like two races for free and then you did like 99p an extra track and whatever to add on to it, oh, you think... probably would be all right there. Yeah. My shout was that I guess you would have the tracks be free and just have the different cars be the microtransactions or the, or the skins. Does or anyone care about the different cars though? That's the thing. No, skins, but I, skins, but I yeah, think I that about... That. Every microtransaction. There. I remember when Gears 3 was like, you can buy a gold gun. And I was like, why would you ever pay for Oh, thousands of people have. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah I guess we're doing it was, that. It was the, um, oh, what was it? The neon green Nasher. <laughs> and I was shocked to find that it had something like 12,000 well, buys. I, I was like... It's just ridiculous. I've been playing a lot more Call of Duty Warzone recently because Josh will not stop mentioning it. So I was like, fine, I'll see what it's all about. It's brilliant, to be honest. I should have played a lot more of it earlier. I did play it when it came out, but I just Battle Royale bounce off it. Yeah. This time I had a few games in a row and it was great. Point being, I got taken out by a guy with a bright pink sniper rifle, which does sound like a window, but it's not. It was only after that when I looked at it and I went, oh my God, you've spent money on that. You've actually bought a pink rifle with a little bucket of treats hanging off it for your Halloween bonus. So what were you thinking at that point? You were like, I may have died, but uh, I take the moral high ground here. The moral <laughs> victory is mine. Yes, I win really. I just sort of looked at it and went, oh, Call of Duty in it. Like, oh, I forgot. I forgot you had all this stuff, all this neon green pinky madness. <laughs> Not to worry. Next question from Jack Asbury. With the recent casting of Ellie and Joel in The Last of Us, their question is, are video game adaptations going to be the next big trend, like how superheroes are the current trend? Um, it yeah. makes total, total sense mm. for um, this to be uh, more popular. Uh, if you look at the rise of esports and in just mainstream acceptance of video games over the last like 10, 15 years, mm. then you have to admit it's become a uh, less of a niche thing and more of a cultural phenomenon. We yeah, just yeah. accept that video games are now part and parcel of our existence and that they're very in, like um, embedded into our society. In fact, I'm pretty sure that it was only a couple of years ago that... Um, you could list being a Twitch streamer and or an esports player as right. like your profession or, and like it was a recognized career. Okay. Thing, which is a huge advancement yeah. in terms of like the integration of video games into our society. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's only a matter of time before we start seeing more adaptations for film and TV from I um, think video games. The thing that fascinates me like, on the MCU side is like, yeah, we've had this massive boom of superheroes. There's been tons of little spin-off and one-off things and like Brightburn or whatever else. And obviously mm-hmm. the MCU closed out pretty nicely with uh, Thanos, but then they're, they're going to keep going. Um, and I wonder what the momentum's going to be like for a mainstream audience. Like are, mo- are most people, quote unquote, going to be like, oh, I thought that was done. Like Tony Stark died. I thought that was done. And then yeah. see how it goes. Um, but in terms of like video game adaptations, like I can't lie how much I popped watching the Mortal Kombat trailer. So yeah. it's like, but that's also because to me, it hasn't been done perfectly yet. Like the 95 mm-hmm one is fine it's schlocky it's cheesy there's parts of it that are actually naff but like <laughs> it, for the most part it's all right um but to me there's there's something to be capitalized on there that hasn't been done before whereas yeah. like when i look at the borderlands movie like yeah that also hasn't been done well but i the the meat of um borderlands is so much in its shooting that i'm like that's such a weird pick but i also yeah. the cast that it's attracting it's like it, there must be something going on in hollywood to be able to get the likes of kevin hart and um what's a face from halloween jimmy lee curtis mm-hmm. and everybody else in the borderlands movie like doesn't make any sense um 
yeah, that, that whole movement is a weird thing, but I feel like we're on the cusp of a string of adaptations that'll be coming across the next few years. Yep. Yep. I think that you're totally right. I just, um, uh, it's a case of tempering those expectations, I guess, because, <laughs> um, I do feel like, uh, as with, uh, book series that have gone on for absolutely ages uh, mm. video games have this uh, amazing ability to make you care and connect about uh, the most fantastical or over the top and downright silly things sometimes um but that obviously means that it comes with a weight of importance mm -hmm. like uh, ad uh, adapting these um for a casual market is always uh, very difficult because how is do you pay there... reference to a source material that is actually evolving over 40 hours like well you know, yeah that's like... the thing like yeah i think like, yeah that's the whole thing with like last of us it's like what sliver of that 20 to 30 40 hour story do you want to tell in your two yeah. hour chunk or whatever but i guess in the last of us case it's a tv show but still um are there any games that you don't want to see adapted because my initial shout was always last of us for that stuff anyway yeah, I mean, I I don't know what I wouldn't want to see adapted. Um, I'm not too precious about uh, what video game franchises that I hold dear enough not to be air quotes ruined because I would always look at it as <laughs> the opportunity for them to be surprising. Like mm. everyone was very worried about the Witcher TV series. Right. But when that came out and astounded people, it's just like, good. It just shows that with respect to the source material, admittedly, it's a book first, then a video game, yeah. um, which helped him, helped to measure it. Cavill definitely based his performance off Geralt. Like he applied yeah, for the role because yeah. he adored the games. Um, like that was like a whole thing. I mean, the thing I really want to see made into a full-length movie uh, mm -hmm. is anything from the Warhammer 40k series. Like, I oh, just think that yeah. it's, it's 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 so ripe and ready for it. Like, how can you not look at the <laughs> giant clunking armor of a space marine and look at an enemy like an orc or like one of the like Eldar or something like that, and just mm -hmm. be like, that is, is it, the movie writes itself. You don't yeah. need to have a plot. Good guy arrives. He says that the, uh, the aliens are evil. Are the aliens evil? Up to you. They're as bad as they are. They kill each other. The world gets destroyed at the end. End. I've written What's the entire the, movie for you in about five seconds. What's that crazy weapon that they've all got? Like a chainsaw gun or something? So, they, so they've got um, the, the bolt gun, which right. fires. It's hilarious because when you look at a space marine, you it think, oh, it's, just a, it's just, a, just a regular bloke, isn't he? He's just got a machine gun. Right. But what it actually is, is that he's uh, like seven to eight foot tall and it, like monstrous. He's got three Parts, like tons of extra organs that power him to be like a super soldier mm -hmm. uh, and the machine gun the bolt gun that he's firing doesn't just fire like regular ammo it fires explosive um grenade rounds as as regular <laughs> rounds so when it's going like go, 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 you're firing that many explosive shots at that's people. all i need but that level of like all-out carnage you get that in video games you get that in saints row and everything else mm -hmm. but you rarely see that tone embraced in live action with a big enough budget to do it properly. Yeah. Like, I, I still, I mean, that was one of the, I keep bringing everything back to Mortal Kombat Jules, but the thing yep. when Liu Kang made a big old fire dragon in the new trailer, and I was like, I didn't think they would do the dragon fatality. Like, for yeah, Mortal Kombat 2. Because it's kind of dumb. Like, yeah, it's oh, like, God, yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> But just but like the, the fact that they can do that now and make mm. it work and like for the most part it, it seems like it works in the trailer um gives me hope for big dumb video gamey madness like give me the yeah. Saints Row movie with a shark gun if you're gonna do like you know the insanity stuff. I mean, Warcraft could have been a a big dumb movie, but it kind of took I itself like, too seriously. I like that movie, Jules. It, it, right. But it took it, but it took itself too seriously. I think it wasn't oh, yeah, fun yeah. enough. It was too like po faced and serious. It was for, definitely like, what was really going on. weirdly acted. There was a bit where a guy gets turned into a sheep. 
and he's in a that's, little jail yeah, cell. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. <laughs> but uh, that, yeah, that movie's what a mixed bag that thing is. So yeah. like weirdly received that it cancelled the uh, the remaining second and third installments. Yeah. Um, not to worry though, this has been the entire Banter podcast. Thank everybody for all your questions sent in, gang gang worldwide. Yeah, cheers um, everyone. Yes, thank you. thank you all very much. And we'll put a question uh, out on next Thursday or whatever for more um, thoughts and everything else that's going on in the industry. And we'll catch you guys mm-hmm. next week. For now, I've been Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Thank you very much for having me. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.